Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. We are a depleted crew this evening, but uh, we are still here. So uh, let's say hello to the crew this evening. So, John, good evening. Good evening and Merry Christmas. I said you are there. Yes, Merry Christmas and good evening, Susan. Good evening. Good evening. Happy holidays and, and all that jazz. How are we all? We haven't spoken for a little while due to internet issues and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, that's because and... someone was off getting married. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I did oh, get... Oh, there's a thing. I heard there's a heard there's wedding. Bell. I did get married, yeah. But that was a week ago now. We're over there that. There was a wedding. So... Some people were on holiday. I know. Out of the whole Disney Brick crew, honest. only one person made it to the wedding. But, you know, we won't say any more. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was... It's what? The person that struggles to make it to the reunion. Yes. It's, well, in fairness, That's the one he, that struggles to make it to the... It lives around the corner. It to the so. meet <laughs> It lives around the corner. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we did have a wedding extravaganza last weekend. That's all done and dusted and out of the way now. And uh, I thought I'd slip a show in before the honeymoon. So, uh, yes, we so are... wedding extravaganza. Elegant. Indeed. So, uh, this evening, we've got a few bits and pieces we want to talk about. Uh, John headed out to Disneyland in California for the Christmas stuff. We're going to have a little chat about that. Uh, Susan went over to Disneyland Paris, and uh, she took part in the Mickey's 90th, so we're going to talk about that as well. And also, um, I want to talk a little bit about the concept art that's come out for Disneyland Paris for the Marvel area that was kind of sneaked out uh, in the past couple of weeks. I want to mention that. And also... There seems to be a real flurry, a real hive of activity around concerts and shows that are a little bit different for Disney in the UK. So I just wanted to mention a few of those as well, because there's some really, really good stuff coming up uh, in 2019 that I wanted to sort of have a quick talk about. So uh, that's basically the show, oh, and the Stormtrooper's head's just fallen off in my hand. Uh, which sounds weird, because nobody knew I had a Stormtrooper in my hand. Um, so we're going to start the show with a little bit of... California, I think. So, John, um, we, California, yeah. we weren't at all jealous of the fact that you had headed over to California uh, to do the Christmas stuff. But this is your first time out in California, wasn't it? Is that right? Before Christmas? My first. This is my first time in California while there's been Christmas stuff yeah. on. Yes. Yes, this is the first time I've ever, ever been out there. Because I work in catering. I yeah, work in hospitality. So it's very, very hard for me to get any time off in December but luckily just because of the way Christmas has fallen this year yeah um our first major hit summer wise was actually the weekend after I got back so I was able to do it but technically this weekend just passed right, so okay. I was able to go out fab so do you want to kind of talk to us a little bit about Christmas what you experienced time. and all that sort of stuff because uh, obviously it's it's a a little bit like it is out in Florida in the sense that obviously it's warm and it doesn't feel like Christmas but um, what, it's, you know. So it, it's actually not as warm as Florida. 
um, it gets warm in the day. Yeah. Um, California days are incredibly short. Okay. Um, even in the height of summer, they're still really short. Um, the sun sets at like six o'clock, so they're really, really short. <laughs> is Susan climbing inside a bag or something at this moment in time? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think she's taking everything into a sleeping bag with her. Put your heating on, love. Move. Put your heating on. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, I forgot, I've lost my, my chill of thought. Where was I? Oh, yeah, it's not, not, so it's not actually that hot. So it actually it only gets hot for about three or four hours. Yeah. So if you have seen pictures of me out there and I am in shorts, you'll see that I'm always in shorts and a jumper because it's pretty chilly. It's pretty, pretty chilly. And especially at night, it gets down to, you know, the, okay, the coldest is about as warm as it gets here. But even at the warmest here, you still wouldn't go out in shorts and t-shirts. So it's, it's yes, it's warm, but not, um, they change the soundtrack as well on Main Street. So it goes to Christmas songs. Um, I found out some interesting facts about that, but I won't bore anybody too much because it's quite a long story, so I won't bore anybody too much. But they play Christmas songs on Main Street, and they've got the garlands and all the decorations yeah. are up over the over Main Street USA. So it's your, your typical Disney park at Christmas. The castle, as we know, is very small. Yes. Uh, but it's very it's very cutely decorated. It's got like icicles and stuff on it, and it's nice, and it's got couple of christmas decorations yeah. and it's really pretty and especially at night it's beautiful at night because it's just this big white gorgeousness um and then as per usual the rest of the park doesn't really get too much of a look in i think in mickey's toontown they had a few christmas decorations up mm-hmm. and over in california adventure um, oh actually that's a tall line california adventure when vista street was done up uh, and cars land is completely decked out. I knew yeah, they were doing Carsland quite a lot, weren't decorations. they? I spend a lot of time in Carsland because I do, I like the, it's kind of hyper immersive and I like yeah. that. Um, plus the ride there is superb and it's just really, it's just a really good atmosphere in Carsland. Yeah. But they're, they're really clever with how they do the decorations there. So instead of like wreaths, it's tires. Yeah. Um, and the Christmas trees made of like tires, te- you know, tiered up and things like that. So it's really, really clever the way they do that. And then what else did they have? That was probably it in terms of decorations. They had some around the village, some in the Disneyland hotel, yeah. some in all the hotels. Yeah. Um, but that was that was your that was your your Christmas decorations generally. Um, this year they didn't do the Jingle Cruise, which I was gutted at because I would love to have done the jingle cruise but what they didn't do instead is they did their overlays on one two three four different rides so they did an overlay a christmas overlay on haunted mansion so mm-hmm. they did the haunted mansion holiday which yeah. is just one of the best and ride is that, overlays is ever. that the first time where... you've seen that did you manage no 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 that... you've done the halloween before haven't you because the... they do it from halloween yeah yeah, so they run it from Halloween right through to Christmas, which I kind of suppose makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, there's a lot of people that will argue that Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie, but then there'll be those that will argue that it's a Christmas movie. I think it kind of stands somewhere in between. So they yeah. they they do it for Christmas, uh, Halloween, sorry, and then they run it right through to December, yeah. um, actually till January. Um, and it's it's awesome the, what they do with that, and it's... It's so good the way they, they kind of rework everything and they still have the narration and they do it in the kind of 
Nightmare Before Christmas rhyming style. And yeah, yeah. It's it's really just good to see the way they incorporate the haunted mansion, which is almost identical to if you've been to Disney World. It's almost identical to that. Disney World has a few extra rooms mm-hmm. that Disneyland doesn't have, and Disneyland probably has a few extra audio animatronics that Disney World doesn't have. Um, but generally they're the same. So yeah. it's it's really cool the way they managed to incorporate the haunted mansion and. The nightmare before christmas over that especially the end scene when you go out and it's all completely done up like halloween town um, that's awesome. you've got the pumpkins instead of the singing busks you've got pumpkins and you've got snow angels and it's just it's just so well done so so well done um and then they had uh, this is sticking in disneyland they had um small it's a small world holidays uh, um it's best way to describe that is extra it is extra uh, it's all the dolls, the whole thing's been kitted out in Christmas decorations. Um, if you were following us on our Instagram, I did post a few bits on our Instagram of the inside of it. And then instead mm. of singing just It's a Small World, they sing a few Christmas songs as well. So they sing Dick the Halls and Jingle Bells. Uh, so it's nice that it's varied up a bit. It's, not just it's a, a little bit world, like what they've done with the version in Paris, because Paris has the, the additional Christmas cows in it now. Is that what they've done? I haven't yeah. done. Yeah, Paris. I think time, I, it so. wouldn't surprise me if they've taken the the California track and moved it into Paris. It, that wouldn't surprise me no. at all. Um, but this is kitted out in Christmas decorations. The whole entire last scene, which is usually the big white scene, yeah, corner all the usual decorations and inner Christmas trees, and it's just it's mental. Like I said, okay. it's the best way to describe it. Is it's extra awesome it is extra and then they do like a lighting ceremony every night uh just in front of it's a small world but they light it's a small world up in the millions of berry lights that they have um and then yeah that's that's in terms of christmas overlays in disneyland that's the two that they've got and then when you go to california adventure in cars land they have luigi's rollicking roadsters which they have really enjoyed to the world um which is is instead of your usual music that they play, it's all Christmas themed, and okay. they play like holiday songs. Yeah. So you might be your 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 little roadster might be dancing to the dreidel song, or <laughs> it might be dancing nice. to jingle bells. Okay. Um, and then it's the same for um, to, uh, tomato. So the tomato, I can't remember what they've called it. Uh, oh but yeah. They've yeah. Taken that and they've re just they've rethemed that with um. Christmas decorations again, and then um, Christmas songs or holiday songs because they have Kwanzaa songs and they've got songs for um, Hanukkah and then they've got songs for uh, Feliz Navidad. Um, so that's that's it in terms of Christmas ride overlays. Um, in terms of what they offer, Christmas offerings. So they do food. They do a whole bunch of holiday food. Right, which okay. If you've ever been to Disney World then I imagine it's very similar. You get, I think there's like 12 different types of churro, uh, Christmas cookies and gingerbread this, and you know, all, all the kind of standard things. Um, and then you do turkey dinners in the bread bowls and loads of stuff. That's so lots and lots and lots of food. But in California Adventure, they also have the Festival of Holidays, which is a celebration celebration of all the different festive holidays 
that you can that you get around the world um, and they have a bit like the food and drink festival so they've got okay, lots yeah, of little yeah. huts yeah. that do different food and drinks to re represent different types of holidays yeah so they might have jewish food in one and they might have uh, Spanish and Mexican food in another and then they've got very traditional Christmas style food and drinks and a lot of alcohol, a lot of alcohol. They've realised that the Californians the kind of California <laughs> AP holders like, like, a a, drink. like a drink. Yeah. They like a drink. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so that that's quite good. But also as well as doing the food and drink there they also have uh, like lots of little shows so they've got like bands and stuff that play. They do little mini parades and stuff okay. um, to celebrate the different things. So one of the couple of the ones we've seen where we've seen the the Kwanzaa band. Can't remember what they were called. And then we've seen the Jewish band who were called Mostly Kosher, and they were really good. And then we watched this big kind of mini parade, mini show, which was the Viva Navidad, which is easily one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh, the photos you sent us of that. The three caballeros, <laughs> as we all know, are, are my boys. Yeah. They're my boys. So to have them kind of headlining this show was amazing. And then they had uh, Mexican dancers and they had trumpeters and then they had the big giant puppets. And then they had Minnie and Mickey come out in their Feliz Navidad outfits and... It was just, it was so good, and it was so energetic, and it was so upbeat, and that was probably one of my favourite things that happened the whole time I was in California, <laughs> was this show. And I'm really, really sad that I waited until my last day to watch it, because I think okay. if I'd seen it on my first day, I would have watched it every day. Because it was so, so up. And then at one point, they did, they had like, because it's up, because it's the three caballeros, so they had Mexico pretty much covered, but they also did Brazil, so we had like samba drummers out, and it was just the whole thing was fantastic. It was so 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 good. So and I I really sad that I only got to see that once, but I can relive it in my memories. You can. I'm sure you got <laughs> plenty of video. Three caballeros. I got to make my three caballeros, and I dream. was okay with that. Um. It was a dream. It was a dream. Then over to Disneyland, you've got um, the parade. The parade, the Christmas parade, is long. Is it? Okay. It's, it's long. Like it's too so long? long. And or... I think it's because... I think it's just a bit too long. Yeah. And perhaps it was just that we watched it from the wrong bit because we watched it from what, what, I, what I think they call it, parade stops, which is when the floats are going by, there's a big enough gap that they can allow people to cross over. Right, okay. So we're constantly watching this parade, and then, you know, after two or three floats, the parade would not stop, but they would stop coming. <sighs> Hundreds of people would then cross the road, and then the floats would come start come by again. It was just, yeah. it just, it wasn't a bad parade. It just, oh. I think we were just, we watched it from the wrong, the wrong. I've never heard, is it always like that with every parade? They do it, they, yeah, yeah, they do it when they do the paint the night parade as well in there. They have stops, I think because Disneyland Main Street, is so small and so compact yeah. they need to let people cross fair enough um, and that's how they that's how they go about doing because they're not lucky enough to have the um the arcades and things like that so yeah, if you need yeah, to get from yeah. a to b you yeah. you you pretty much rely on having a cross main um and then of course the parade people are watching the parade it gets three four five deep deep it's 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 busy, but okay. it's a good parade. It made me feel really festive. It made me feel really Christmas. See, um, you can see where they kind of just tried to shoehorn a few things in, like 
Frozen like we always do. Oh, Frozen is based in winter. It's Christmas. Chuck that in. You can see where they've <laughs> shoehorned things in. But generally, the parade itself is really good. It's maybe not as kinetic um, as the Disneyland Paris one because I feel that when you watch the Disneyland Paris parade, Christmas parade, there's each float is full of so many moving parts. Yeah. It's very... It feels energetic. It feels kinetic. It feels really kind of... I don't know, lively and, and it's so colourful. Whereas I feel that the Disneyland one, it's a float, it passes by and the colours are a lot more muted. Okay. Um, but it was still good, made me feel really festive. And then the fireworks were fantastic. But again, it was more about celebrating all the holidays as opposed to just Christmas, um, which I'm okay with. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, where all the colour wasn't working because. So I found out why World of Colour is out of action. Oh yeah, go on then. Knowledge or what? So World of Color is not working because when they were doing work on Pixar Pier, they decided to do a little bit of renovation to World of Color. Okay. The fountains, and somebody accidentally lowered the stage with the control panel open. Oh. (laughs) So water got into all the electrics and completely screwed it up, and so it's still currently in state of repair. Oh, somebody's not. Really I heard it was something yeah. to do with Pixar Pier, but didn't know why. Oh, that's that's yeah. really so not good, is it? Well, well, Paradise Pier was being turned into Pixar Pier. Yeah. World of Color wasn't um, because obviously they were using I don't know what the, the parts of the, the lake, I suppose. Fair enough. Um, and they decided to do a little bit of repair work on the World of Color stage. Yeah. And it got lowered when one of the control panels was still open. Oh, whoops. So, but I believe it is they, they are working on it, and it is due to come back. I think they've started doing testing on it. I think some permits went in to do testing on it again. Okay. Uh, I, but the one thing I can say as well about Disneyland, yeah, um, is that everything's free. No, not yeah. free, but it's included in your park. Yeah, yeah. So once all the festive stuff is included, it's not like Disney World where you need to buy the separate ticket if you want to see the parade and you want to see Christmas wishes whatever yeah, yeah, it's yeah. called yeah um it is included in your park ticket so if you're there all day then you know you can you can watch the christmas parade which yeah, runs twice it runs once in the day and once at night the night time is much prettier okay fair um enough. and then you can see where they make it snow on main street so they do a little bit and they make it oh it's so um, I, I, to be honest i cried when they did that <laughs> um and they also make it snow by it's a small world and they make it snow by around the rivers of america yeah um, so that's cool. Oh, that's um, nice. So they, they make it snow all over the park as and when they can. Oh, sounds um, good. So that was fun. That was really good. Um, that's really nice because usually they just do yeah. it down yeah. at Main so that, Street. That's, so that's, that's good. They do it different lands. Yeah. So they did it. They did it all, all, all over around. I think they've got. Um, they had a parade called Light Magic, which lasted about three months. Um, a lot of the infrastructure that they put in for that is all along the parade route. Uh, um, they, they use that still. Now, for their parades and their things okay. like they can use the towers for the snow machines and mm. bits like that so that's that's it in terms of of, of, of christmas offerings universal studios well, i'm gonna go there as well they had well, we went there and they had their harry potter christmas celebrations and they had yeah. and that was really good okay. as well they made it snow in hogsmeade which was really nice that's cool they were doing the warm butter beer and then they did like a cattle projection show so that was good which they, they, they it sounds the like as well. they're doing the but, same thing about uh, in florida as they're doing in, in hollywood don't they the same yeah, I think they are. Yeah, just I don't think Hollywood 
I don't think Hollywood has big as big fireworks because there's a lot of residents yeah, around yeah, Universal Studios. Um, but yeah, that so that was good. That was good as well. I just kind of want to throw that out there as well. That if anybody does make it out there and you are out there for Christmas, definitely go to Universal okay. Studios and and go and spend a bit of time exploring their Christmas stuff because it's it's nice and it's really well. Cool. That sounds but good. in terms of Christmas, that that was pretty much that was pretty much it in terms Fabulous. of Christmas offerings. Okay, well, just trying to think if I missed anything else. Huh? Or if you if you do remember anything you've forgotten, then uh, then pipe up. That's absolutely fine. Uh, in terms good. of Christmas, no, that was that was what I missed. That that was, was it. But there was other things, you know. Come on, come on. I think we're all missing one of the biggest things I did. Oh, oh yeah. well, of course. But I think that's an entirely separate show altogether. The fact that entirely you got to go to. Show. To the studios, and you got to go well, to the, the archives. Fact that I didn't hate and you... Pixar here as much. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that no, was the Pixar biggest Pixar shock here. for me. Well, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as I thought. Yeah, that was that. It that's the biggest shock. All the stuff that you sent, all that was like you sent a text. that went, okay, apparently Pixar is not as bad as I thought. It was like, whoa, what? Whoa. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah. we need to and spend. And the incredible stuff is actually, it's okay. Okay. Better at night. <laughs> I'll take that. But it's it's. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to I'll be. I'll take okay. That's fine. Um, but I just want to put this out there as well. Can we please, please, please get Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout to Disneyland Paris? I'd love that to. ride is phenomenal. It is so good. It's so good. What they've oh. done with the Tower of Terror to make it the Guardians of the Galaxy is... It blows the Tower of Terror out of the water. RIP Tower of Terror, you're gone. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Right. Tower well, terror is maybe that's something else we need to come Ooh, back to as well. Um, that. that actually seamlessly links us into what we want to talk about next, uh, going straight into Marvel, because uh, California is also getting a lot of work done with it with regards to all the new Marvel stuff that's coming out and coming around. But uh, this past week, uh, Disneyland Paris kind of released a little bit more concept art with regards to what's going to be happening with Marvel Land. And we spent quite a lot of time sort of discussing between us what we think this means, what is coming, what's happening, those sort of things. So we wanted to sort of speculate a little bit about what we thought this might all mean and what we think this is all coming. So the, the art that they've sent out and the art that we can see um, is very kind of ambiguous it doesn't really tell us much for those of you who haven't seen it it is the uh, rue georges melee which uh, goes from kind of the main hub takes you all the way down to where um you've currently got rock and roller coaster and lights motors action down the other end of the street and um it says you head down you've got armageddon on your uh, right you've got kind of stitch live and and playoffs disney junior you've just sort of gone past on your left uh and you kind of head down that way and this is this concept art has now totally changed what this place is going to look like. Where Armageddon stands at the minute now stands uh, a building that has got a big Avengers sign on the side of it. It's red on the outside. There's currently an Avengers vehicle with uh, Black Widow and Black Panther stood on top of it. You've got Spider-Man hanging from the top uh, of this reddish building. You've got Thor stood in the middle of the park saying hello to people. On the left-hand side, you've got what looks like something related to Pimtech. Uh, and in the distance, you can see a building that looks like is what the overlay of the Iron Man coast is going to look like. And then there's something protruding on the right-hand side right next to it. As to what exactly that is, we don't know. So we thought we'd have a bit of a, a discussion this evening about what we think this might be and what we think this might, uh, might be bringing to the parks. So I think first off... Let's start off with this building on the right-hand side, this red building, which I think we've all kind of come to an agreement um, is 
it's going to be some sort of Spider-Man attraction. Mm. But what I exactly think we don't it, know? If you look at the concept art, because they believe concept art for Hong Kong, Disneyland Paris, and Disneyland. Yes. Or uh, California Adventure. So they released some new concept art and put new in inverted commas because actually, I've actually seen the Disneyland one before. Yeah. Um, and if you look at their building, which is currently their tough to be a bug building, yeah. uh, which is going to become their Spider-Man attraction, confirmed, screen-based Spider-Man attraction, um, it is identical to the one that's in the Disneyland Paris concept art. Now, is this and the one that's going to have... been confirmed that that will... Is that going to be the same? Now, is this the one that we think is going to have the, the pendulum arm, so. or or not? No, I, th- I think it's going to be a version of Toy Story Mania, but with web slingers. Now, you see, now this this makes me wonder, because if we're getting that, then that begs the question as to what the Pimtech building on the left is going to be, because my guess for that was going to be Ant-Man and the Wasps, and it was going to be the Nano Battle. Which is it's going to be an Ant Man restaurant. So do you think that's oh. going to be a restaurant? I did wonder whether they were yes. going to turn into a restaurant, whether we're going to have Apparently an attraction that has there. Been confirmed. Right. Okay. So that does mean then that there's space for some sort of shoot 'em up attraction. I just don't think Restaurant de Stars is. I just don't think it's big enough. To well, it's not. In it. No, it's not. Think, I don't think there's enough space behind it. Let's have a look. So that's why I think it's going to be a map. You need some sort of food. Yeah, because if you if you actually look at what there, we've got Restaurant de Stars, you've got Blockbuster Cafe, you've got a little bit of space out the back, uh, which takes you up to kind of cast parking, but then uh, then you actually hit the the main railway track. So you haven't got a massive amount of space on that side, but on the other side, if we look at where the Armageddon building is, um, there's. What there's a like, lot of space. There's loads of space. And also, yes, there's a, a path that takes you down the back of Twilight Zone and takes you round to the other parts of the park. But it then goes out into where the current uh, roadway is for the Backlot Tour, which we know is completely disappearing. Um, and also, if you look at it as well, that is that building is tall. Yeah, it is. It's really tall. So, just, mm. so, I, so either the screens are going to be massive... Which I don't think because it's not an Ant Man based, it's Spider Man. Yeah. Or, or it's going to be like Transformers and have a and going to be on two, two uh, floors. Could be. It's possible. There's just so much space out there and there's so much space they can move back into that I wonder whether we've got what the actual building we can see here um, is not the same building that currently stands there. Whether they're actually going to build something brand new. And I can't decide. And also, um, can we just point out as well, Armageddon, RIP, April. We think April, do we? Okay, so that's going to... No, be... no, it's on. It's oh, now on it's there. Oh, is it now, now officially on the schedule? Okay. It's, yeah, it's on their list of um, closures. That but the other... closes on the other thing, April. The other thing that begs, uh, the, the, the begs the question then is if if this is going to be a screen-based shoot which won't, in, you would argue wouldn't need as much space as maybe something that's got the swinging arm that, that came out, the, paint, the, the patent mm-hmm. that they sent out. Further down in this artwork is there's a taller mm-hmm. blue building. What's yeah, that going to be? Yeah, I thought that's what you meant. Because this is what I assumed. I assume it might, we might get the swinging attraction and they're going to take up a huge amount of space and throw that in there. But well, something like, not, you know, with Harry Potter. Yeah, and, so, um, so okay. Disney filed a, a patent um, back in 2017 which talked about a, a swinging arm. Um, so a little bit like 
uh, Harry Potter, but what the arm was above you and it, and the, the kind of the arm came down behind the seats and you hung from the seats, but the seats could swing from left to right, very much like if you were if you were Spider Man. Um, and the painting actually said uh, that one goal is designing an experience similar to what it would feel like to be with Tarzan or a similar character swinging between trees of a jungle on a vine, or with Spider Man or a similar character swinging on webs as you would move down a city street. So. I don't know whether that... I mean, I that... suppose it is possible. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. you know... Because I suppose you could... I mean, I suppose you could still have... I mean, that build, I mean, the building is massive. Yeah. You could still have a Toy Story Mania-style attraction, but with a swinging pendulum. Potentially, I suppose you could. Mm. Um, I just wonder I whether they... Difficulty I'm, just, I'm just thinking about, you know, how Disneyland Paris hasn't got as many kind of e-ticket big attractions as as some of the other parks have got. We've got, you know, Tower of Terror. We have got Hyperspace Mountain. Crush's Coaster to a point, I suppose. But talking about big thrill attractions, we're we're very, very limited. Um, you know, the Iron Man Coaster will be an overlay. They, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to need to throw something big in here to really attract that particular sort of crowd. And it wouldn't surprise me if we go for something big with Spider-Man. It really wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But having said that, and that that'll probably help us think about it a little bit more if we move on. Um, as we go past that Spider-Man building, down at the bottom, uh, and kind of as you look, there's this element of a building protruding out. We're not quite sure what it is. I think John, you felt it was possibly a an Avengers ship. Um, I, I was... think if you compare it to the old, the original artwork that they gave us back in February. Yeah sat on top of the building in front of or where which is where the entrance to lights or where lightning mcqueen yeah. is now at lights motors action yeah it's it, you can see the avengers jet and that's why i think that is the avengers jet now i wonder whether the avengers because jet I is part of a much bigger in the same place a much bigger avengers hq because one of the kind of elements that came out with the concept art was the story overarching storyline is that the avengers are now beginning to branch out and they're beginning to build kind of headquarters all over the world in order to train more people to become part of the avengers mission uh, and whether or not this is going to have the the aircraft in front with a kind of regional avengers hq in the background that looks similar to the avengers hq we now know in the movies and whether this is going to be that HQ area. I don't know. And again, this is absolute guesswork now. Because what we also have to think about is what on earth is going to go in that massive space that's out there. Because we know they're building a lake. We know that that lake's roughly going to go kind of round towards where um, there's a massive field currently out the back. It's absolutely huge field. And that eventually backs onto the, sort of the Relay Spa area. Uh, Relay Spa hotels around there. And those bits and pieces uh, for Val Europe, but they've got loads of space there. So, what are they going to do with this kind of old area for Lights Motors mm-hmm. Action before they expand out into everything else? Because that is oh. genuinely a massive area that they can I do. I thought um, you said they might be doing some sort of like their own stunt. Show. Well, this is what I was kind of hoping when we started talking about this initially. I was hoping that we might have some massive scale uh, stunt show to do with Marvel. Now, they've obviously tried a Marvel stunt show. I do wonder whether or not the show they put in for the Summer of Superheroes was a tester for something that could be on a larger scale more permanently. I don't know. And that's again, this is absolute guesswork from me uh, and conjecture. But I do wonder whether that was part of 
the idea that they were playing around with things to see whether or not they could do something on a larger scale. Because the other thing you've talked about, John, is about um, a Doctor Strange sort of Uh, stage show. Doctor Strange, sure. Yeah, so my prediction... By the way, I've just sent you the image of... uh, California, yeah. California Adventures version of the same building, the Spider-Man building, and you can see it's almost the same. It's massive, isn't it? So my, my, my theory is that... Where current lights more stunt lights more action is is I think there will be a a, a new Marvel stunt show. Yeah, I, I think, think there will, will, and I think it will involve. I think it'll still involve vehicles um, to some degree, but I think it will be a Marvel stunt show. I think what is currently the Marvel stunt show, and I'm going to put that in inverted commas because <laughs> it's I would maybe yeah. name it something that rhymes with stunt. Um, <laughs> I think. Took you, took you both a minute. Took you both a minute. Um, I think that will be home to the uh, Doctor Strange show. Yeah. I, I can easily see because Mickey and the Magician has just gone on down like an absolute storm. Everybody loves it. It's probably one of the best Disney shows ever. Mm-hmm. Is there space for two magic shows for a theme in, park? Is there space for two magic shows in the studios? I think. I think if you're very, very clever. Because I don't think it's just going to be magic. I think it'll it's it's going to be very technologically advanced, and it's not yeah. just magic, is it really? Oh yeah, no. I think I think I if think... they are, it, it's going to be very yeah. a very very different style. Uh, I think you're looking at it being much more kind of physical in its in nature. There'll be a lot more movement involved, like you say, a lot more technology involved. I think there'll be a lot of playing with alternate reality and that sort of stuff. Uh, as part of it as well, because obviously the in the films they do a lot of that. The coolest bits in that show are the bits where they bring down that screen, yeah. and they use it for Doctor Strange to do his, mm, yeah. Bit, yeah. So, his little bending. Again, is that a tester? That's the thing. Was that a test? Was that an experiment for this that's going to be coming next? I think I think the whole thing was. Yeah, probably. It wouldn't surprise I think me. The whole thing was. I can't think of any other explanation. For well, it. you think that'll be on the? Because obviously, I take it that'll be in the other studio, like the studio, because it can't. You can't do it outside. Well, there's nothing to say that they're going to keep that that theatre uh, outdoors. You know, look what they do with Indiana Jones, for example. It's a it's an enclosed, covered theatre, and they can create a giant indoor theatre really easily. Uh, there's all Just sorts of things. Yeah, they, they, a, yeah, a bit of um, over it. You think like where Tarzan Rocks was in. Uh, in, in Animal Kingdom used to be a really open theatre and now they've enclosed it to turn it into Finding Nemo. So you can take an open space and close it really, really easily. Mm. I don't think that'll be an issue. Because that's, well, that, that's what they're doing currently with the chaparral, but the difference being the chaparral, they want to remove those two central pillars. Yes, yeah. So it's a structural mm. thing rather than anything else. But also, an- another good example, when the, the what is now Meet Mickey, that used to be an open theatre. Yes, did. Absolutely it did, yeah. Dead right. Mm-hmm. Well, but then you've got close. three theatres. Like, you got you will have three big theatres then going on. Is that Would that be... Well, that's not a problem, but I don't not, think. It's not necessarily... I don't think with the... I mean, there currently is three theatres. But if you also look at, like, you the know, studios... There's, there's Mickey and the Magician, the stunt show, and... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you look at Hollywood Studios, they've got on shows. how many how many shows are in Hollywood Studios at the moment? You know, um, the Beast, Little Mermaid, 
Fantasmic. Fantasmic. And then you've Frozen. got uh, Frozen as well, Indiana Jones. So you've got five there, uh, and they Star seem all doing well enough for themselves. Yeah, you got yeah. kind of... So I don't think that's an issue at all. Mm, and I think, yeah. I think the idea of having a live Marvel show... Uh, it's a really good one. I, th- I, I, think it, I guess it's a good way to enclose a lot of people so then there's other things open, like that the rides that are open. Yeah, it gives absolutely. Time for everyone to sort of pack everyone in there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, isn't that what, isn't that yeah. what Walt Disney World's planning on doing? Yeah, that's what it? you need. You need... Mm. Well, that that's why they've opened things the way they've opened them there is because they know that they're going to be... They're going to need things for people to do it and they yeah. need things that are high capacity yeah yeah they are exactly they yeah. need things that yeah. can, that can p- move people through because you're looking at a park that's got gonna have a star wars a marvel and a frozen area three massive draws and they've got to somehow because these these numbers aren't going to appear overnight and then disappear overnight they're going to be there for a long long time to come so they're going to have to make sure these attractions oh, have absolutely. got a massive throughput Lovely. yeah well yeah. also next think, on the artwork perhaps what Oh, sorry, John. No, go for it. Oh, I don't know if you guys... I don't know if we touched upon this on the conversation. Yeah. Uh, on the text message. But what I've also noticed is that it's all dark. It's all night time. Yeah. Does that mean they're going to open it up later, like like oh, they do in the normal main park? Absolutely. As soon as uh, all of these new lands open, I would expect the studios to be open just as late as the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Because I'm seeing the and concepts all in the dark. I, don't forget you're getting, uh, you're getting a, a, a possible show on the lake as well. So... Yeah, course, this this yeah. will become uh, it will be just as late as the other park without shadow of that. Have we missed anything that we've kind of anybody seen or or picked up on that might be we've missed? Well, I do like. I think bit. if you look at the sorry, Karen, you can see at the front of the um, you can see at the front. If you look on the left hand side, mm. you can see people in the window, and I think I can't. Tell if that's a merchandise or whether it's a restaurant, which is why I think it's not a ride. It wouldn't surprise me if there's merchandise in there. There'll be a massive Marvel store in there, surely. Through the gift shop. There'll be a massive Marvel store. There'll be a massive Star Wars store. There'll be a massive Frozen. Yeah, of course, will. Huge. Um, Okay, fab. So leaving that behind, we'll stay in Disneyland Paris because. out of all of us, it seems that uh, Susan is currently going for what can only be described as the world record for the uh, number of <laughs> amount of time she can spend in Disneyland Paris in one year. Um, she went out there again for uh, Mickey's 90th. Yeah. So do you want to explain a little bit about Mickey's 90th and about what's been going on? Yeah, sure. So this was Mickey's 90th. So this was randomly on the 6th yeah. of December when his birthday was on the 18th of November. But crack on. Um, it was a, an annual pass night, so obviously for annual pass holders for Infinity and yep. Magic Plus yep. uh, that could go. And this was different this time. It wasn't in the studio park as the um, as Fan Days was, as even the 25th closing was, and yep. also even the Jazz Night. They've all been at the studios, but this is the first time they did it at the actual main um, Disneyland park, which was very interesting. And it kind of um, meant that I guess they sold more tickets and it got more people excited because then obviously you could spread out a little bit more and yeah. hope that people were hopefully thinking that there were going to be more things to do and obviously more rides will be open. Um, so this was open from eight thirty to quarter past uh, quarter past twelve, I believe. Quarter past twelve okay. was when the last showing was and everyone was like everyone was sort of packing everyone out. Um, 
there was nothing sort of special in terms of like as in fan days where we didn't get there was no lanyard there was not even a program <laughs> there was no map so it's literally everyone was kind of going in there blind you knew what sort of the time the shows were because they posted a few things on twitter uh, beforehand and had a rough idea if you were sort of inside ears in terms of what characters were going to be out yeah um, so that sort of gave some people a heads up, but if you if you weren't, then you had no idea what was going on. Um, so uh, I don't know where to start. I guess it start from the opening. So in terms of where they lined everyone up, mm. they just sort of they sort of zigzagged everyone in the main sort of right under the rail, not under the railway, but in, in the main entrance bit. So they zigzagged everyone. Yeah, I must admit under the hotel. In, yeah, under the hotel, it was that was actually quite organised. It started. It looked. It looked from afar a mess. It looked an absolute mess, but it but it actually had some sort of system to it. The way they were doing it um, and zigzagging people through, because um, they were you you would go out as sort of because obviously you would have to go out of the park to then come back in to line up. Yeah, you would go out and then they would sort of like led you through uh, Fancy Gardens into the main bit and then you just sort of lined up. Um, so we were let in about half eight. I, me and the people I was with, we got there about, I could say half six and we were quite near the front. So it was just quite surprising. Cause I think the fan days we were lining up about five. Um, <laughs> so, but, so we were quite near the front, 8.30, floodgates opened and it, it was quite mental cause obviously, yeah, no, all the tickets troubles. Everyone's not getting passed normally through, so it just it's that was a bit stalling. But you had the first obviously welcome ceremony sort of uh, show, which was at nine o'clock. So everyone was obviously running to the yeah. hub, running to the main sort of uh, sort of stage. But what me and actually a few other people also clocked on because obviously that was when Wreck-It Ralph just got released, and people had heard that Vanellope was going to get shown um, in Discoveryland. Yeah. So. Me and my friends headed over to Discoveryland, which was roped, so you couldn't go in there just as yet. You were sort of on the edge of Discoveryland, um, and there was it started to be a bit of a crowd. And then the main ceremony went off, um, and that started going on. So we were kind of like we couldn't see no characters out, no characters were really placed, no sort of um, no signs or anything of where they were going to be. Like yeah. you just couldn't see nothing. Um, also good to point out, they gave you a little sort of um, souvenir sort of card, um, sort of a little poster, and obviously the times of the shows and the fireworks and what characters will be out and where they'll be, mm. but not exactly where they'll be. You know what lands they're going to be in, but you don't know where they're going to be. So as soon as the uh, show finished um, at sort of 9.30, bam, that's when they opened the whole of the uh, lands and everyone just run no way this is the sad thing no one knew where they were running to they were just running we're just run. asking people just running like asking cast members oh where's this character where's that character because you just didn't know mm. so the cast members were getting quite overwhelmed i think because people were just running at them and going where's this where's this character and obviously which was quite annoying <laughs> they they didn't really know themselves because we ran to one cast member and it's so sad how one cast member can really like deter like not deter at all change the plan of your mm. whole entire day because mm. obviously you have uh, ideas of the characters because you know you need to go in with the expectation i think we we definitely had this when we went in foundation you're not going to see every character 
you're not going to see everybody. So you need to at least have your, say, two main people that you want to see. So we all definitely had Vanellope as our main one. So, yeah. And then I think we went, I wanted to do Robin Hood again because obviously the last time we did Robin Hood, the lighting was terrible and we didn't really get a lot of time. It was terrible the light was terrible so i was like the second one would be robin hood yeah and so we ran to the first cast member we saw i was like where's vanellope where where will she be and this was um near um is it orbitron is that what it's called is it orbitron Orbitron, and they were like right you need to go right at the back she she pointed at the back of um hyperspace mountain so we're like right okay so we're running can't see her so we've done the whole round of um, hyperspace mountain, going past um, uh, Darth Vader's uh, meet and greet area, passed around there to the video apis, and then it, she ended up being there. So we did a whole circle hmm. for nothing. So by the time we got to Vanellope's line, which was outside um, video apis, her line was an hour and two hours long already. So you're like, oh, no. So you just had to just man up and just line it up. But I think what was really bizarre it were the character pairings yeah. for each character. So Vanellope was paired up with Buzz Lightyear. What? A character you can see every day. You can see Buzz Lightyear That's tomorrow, weird, the next day. His line, it was, it was really sad because his line was empty. Really yeah. empty. And then you had characters like, Win- like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger who were out all the time. You know, it, it, some of them were a bit, okay, well, they're never going to get anybody. You had also Carl and Russell, which was pretty good um, in different sort of lands. What else characters did you have? Uh, Claire Bear and Horace. Yeah. Uh, uh, Coda and... Um, yeah, who met individually. Yeah, there's, yeah uh, these are not together. A lot these of these, all... lot of these d- double bill characters met individually, didn't mm. they? Yeah, they all swapped out. Yeah, so you couldn't, you had to, like, say, you, you with, say, for instance, Robin Hood and Friar Tuck, couldn't get them together. It would either be Robin Hood or Friar Tuck. So you're like, mm, okay, you know, that's when other sort of people sort of were being a bit, um, a bit com- not say complaining, but a bit, they have a double act. Why are you not putting them together, kind of thing? So, but the characters were so spread out. By the time we finished with Vanellope, mm. it was like, oh my God, Robin Hood's like missions away. So like, Robin Hood was all the way in Fantasyland near um, uh, Pete Pan's flight. Yeah. So to go from there to there, like, as bearing in mind, there's, what's really good, they did have like a, con- you know, uh, for fan days, they had the Oswald and Antensio show mm. like going through they had sort of the mickey's um uh mickey's birthday uh party song and his parade yeah about four four five times throughout the sh- throughout the whole day so but then when that was on you couldn't cross over so you had to go around the back and and it was just once again the lines were just too long so we really only had time really to see vanellope because of the time because then you had to get in position to see dreams, which, mm. to be fair, paid everything off. Like, <laughs> like dreams was amazing to see it again because I've I've only seen it once, and that was obviously ages ago. So I'm pretty like stoked that dreams was was on mm. after um, all the shows that was going on, which was um all the show was called um. Uh, well, there was there was one show called Preparing for Mickey's Surprise, and 
the Mickey and Minnie's extravaganza party and with Mickey's guests. Right. Okay. Um, which was all from di- which brought all the different uh, land sort of characters into. So it's kind of ne- it was kind of nearly like the 25th anniversary show. Yeah. Into one, like they brought that sort of back again with the new. Has anyone heard the new vibrant? Actually, John, you probably heard this while you was in the park. The new sort of Mickey Mouse song. Um. I haven't. I've heard it once. That one. How's it go? Uh, <laughs> it goes like that, doesn't it? Yes. Everybody, put your hands up. Just it's like a that. good, yeah. good, good, good time. That one. That went on constantly. Yeah, I've only heard that once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's the one they they brought like with all the the characters in the different lands. Which is really good. It was good to see, like, you know, because they had um, all the country... Is it the Country Bears they had they on? Mm-hmm. Country Bears came on. Yeah, um, Country Bears. Who else did they have coming on? Uh, that was quite sort of rare. I just can't remember. It's an absolute blur. <laughs> but it was... It went It went quite fast. And bearing in mind, how much did we pay for fan days? Yeah. About 85, 95... Euros was it? Do you think in the end? And I know fan days went on for an extra like two hours. Where this was only, I think fan days went up for two o'clock and two at two at night. Where this obviously only went on really till twelve. Yeah. This was only about thirty-five, forty euros, so half the price. Because I know some people were complaining. Oh, I only got to see two characters, three characters. I hardly did anything. Like. All I got to see was that and dreams. I was like, but then you could think about the price that you paid compared to fan days. Mm. Yeah, that's I fair mean, it's it wasn't it isn't that bad because because obviously we even went on Big Thunder Mountain twice because it was dead. We ended up going on a few uh, rides, Peter Pan's flight because it was dead. You know, all these rides were still kind of back on. Yeah, Indiana Jones back on, Pirates of the Caribbean was on, Star Tours was on. So you was able to. Um, go on these rides like you were in fan days so we we managed to like get on those rides that were normally obviously busy and it was just completely dead and there were all walk-ons um so overall i'm sort of sort of two-sided here i i think it was i think it was good i think it was worth the money the 35 to 40 i think 35 to 40 years i can't remember uh sort of the amount i've paid it wasn't that bad like excellent you know, it, it, I mean, I got to see uh, Vanellope, which is what I was really excited for because I've, I've never seen her before, mm. and obviously very relevant from the show that you know the movie that's just come out, um, and she was amazing, like she was absolutely fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so well worth a visit then, well worth uh, your time. I think so, definitely. You know, I mean. Oh, it was the first time I ever saw the Christmas decorations in Disneyland Paris anyway, so I meant that as well. So that was all and, in addition, yeah. And the Mickey Waffles, because obviously that's a big thing coming out now for Disneyland yeah. Paris. Yeah. Mickey Waffles, more like Mickey Pancakes. If you just think about it as Mickey Pancakes... You won't be so disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Oh, <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a really good time, so uh, I'm jealous. It was the right, hair's I, I really wish massive, I'd gone. though, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're massive. They've in, in, in Victoria's. They've done the whole like, restaurant based on it. Like the whole menu is just the Mickey waffles. That's cool. Because they're Fair massive. Enough. Well, talking about going to see things and paying for things for something that's a little bit different. Let's uh, move on to the last thing we're going to talk about. Ooh, this evening. I like that so now, um, <laughs> it seems I don't we're know, segueing well. Aren't and we are segueing well. I don't <laughs> well know. Done. That's 
Okay, it's a good segue. You've ruined it now by pointing out it's a good segue. It's now 25% off that segue because you've just ruined it. Anyway, um, it seems next year there seems to be a massive thing about live shows and live things that are going on. There is so much going on next year. I was looking at the number of people that are touring, the number of different shows there are, and all this sort of stuff. And Disney are well and truly joining in uh, with it next year. Uh, and they've got three big shows going on next year that I thought it was worth highlighting to you because they're in the UK. And um, they're all going to be equally as good as each other, all in totally different ways. Um, we're going to start off in March, because on the 1st and 2nd of March next year, there is going to be Disney Broadway hits at no small venue. They are taking over the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, it was last here in 2016, and they've returned with a kind of slightly newer version because of some of the additional stuff that's been going on. Uh, but there's an entire afternoon or evening, depending on which one you go and see, where they're going to have loads of West End performers, West End singers, uh, and the BBC Concert Orchestra, who are coming out to do songs from things such as Beauty and the Beast, Aida, The Lion King, Aladdin, Mary Poppins, Tarzan, and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Now, some of these songs that are going to be sung have not made it to the West End yet. So we've not had the Hunchback and we've not had Tarzan hit uh, the UK at all. So this is the only place you're going to be able to hear these this year. Uh, it's happening, like I say, uh, over two days. It's either Friday the 1st of March or Saturday the 2nd of March. If it's Friday the 1st, there's a 7.30 showing and uh, the performances both at 2.30 and 7.30 on the 2nd of March. If this sounds right up your street... Number one, perfect early Christmas, great last-minute Christmas present for somebody. But if you are thinking about doing it, you need to get tickets ASAP. This is selling like hotcakes. I was having a look today, and genuinely, they are selling out. Uh, How much are the tickets going so for? So tickets, there was, uh, they start at £38.50, which is right at the very top at the very back. They can go all the way up to, sounds ridiculous, £2,000. But let me add the caveat in. That is for a box for eight people and includes a huge amount of stuff in it as well. So you get your private hire your box, you get champagne thrown in, you get a dedicated waiter, you get canopies and cold dishes, you get hot dishes as well during the interval, you get a programme and you get some post-show meet and greets as well uh, with um, some of the cast, etc. So there are kind of additions to it. Uh, so they can go anywhere as low as, as £38.50 all the way up to £2,072 for a box for eight people. So it's not each. Uh, but if you are really interested in going to see this, and I know it was massively popular last time it was at the uh, the Albert Hall, then you can get tickets for that. That's for the 1st and the 2nd of March. Uh, the second show that's coming up is going to be doing a, a four-day tour around the UK in April. And this is Pixar in Concert. Uh, so basically, it's exactly what it says in the tin. Uh, it is uh, the orchestra playing uh, music from Pixar movies. Now, they have updated the show. It's slightly different to the last one that was here. Uh, this has now got updated music from things such as The Incredibles 2, Monsters University, Finding Dory, and Coco are in there as well. Uh, it's going to be at the Brighton Dome on the 14th of April, the Bridgewater Hall in Manchester on the 15th, the event in Apollo on the 16th of April, and the Symphony Hall in Birmingham on the 18th of April. Now, I saw the original incarnation of this at the Royal Albert Hall probably five or so years ago I cannot recommend this show any more um, than I think I did when I reviewed it last time the it Bridgewater was Hall such... one is sold out oh is it already it was such a phenomenal 
experience. So uh, the closest one to me is, is Symphony Hall in Birmingham. The tickets are £40.25 and £54.50. Again, uh, performance uh, tickets-wise, it's selling really, really quickly. Uh, and, you know, it will sell out. It, I, it just an unreal evening of music when they did the Incredibles theme tune honestly the hairs on the back of my neck it was phenomenal and it's all done in conjunction with uh, high definition um, projection uh, and it's if you are a music fan or if you're a Disney music fan and you love the music from things like uh, Finding Nemo from The Incredibles all that sort of thing just phenomenal genuinely I cannot recommend this enough uh, it's such an amazing evening and as if that isn't enough, you know, this is, if you are a, an absolute hardcore Disney fan, genuinely, we've all been talking about how on earth we're going to get to this, because <laughs> in December next year, they are bringing Nightmare Before Christmas in concert to the UK. It happened in the US this year. There were three dates. They completely sold out the Hollywood Bowl. And in December 2019... On the 2nd of December, it's at the SSE Hydro in Glasgow. And on the 4th and 5th of December, it's at the SSE Arena in Wembley. They are bringing Nightmare Before Christmas in concert with the original voice cast from the film bringing the entire thing. So you've got Danny Elfman, who alone, on his own, is a phenomenal composer, has done a huge amount of work with uh, Tim Burton, which obviously this film is related to, and actually sang as the voice of Jack Skeleton in this. He is going to come and do Jack Skeleton. Catherine O'Hara, you may recognise the name. Uh, if I tell you she's the mum from Home Alone, that's probably the best way you remember her. She's going to come and uh, reprise her role as Sally, and then Ken Page is going to come and become Oogie Boogie uh, on stage as well. So we've got a, a just... I'm like genuinely so excited about this. They did this um, this year in America. Over That's in right, America, the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. Really well. Yeah, and it was massive when it was out there. Uh, again, if you are thinking about doing this, you need to get on this ASAP. Uh, I'm looking, uh, I was looking at the London dates already. On Friday, the, I'm oh, sorry, on Thursday, the 5th of, uh, of December, there is like limited and i mean limited number of tickets there's slightly better availability for wednesday the fourth but only by an, a, the smallest of margins uh this will sell out i have no doubt this will sell out it's massive massively popular already for something that is a year away uh, i am i cannot explain just how excited i am to be able to see this music live in concert for its 25th anniversary it's just amazing it'll be so good Everyone's gone quiet now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking. Right, if I get. Yeah, this is why everyone's now going. Right, so if I do that on that day, and I do that on that day. So tickets for that. Um, you're looking at starting at forty-two pounds seventy-five, going up to eighty-four pounds to sit close to the stage. Again, it's not. No, and it's really not horrendous. If you think what you have to, what you pay for, you know, people like Blaze, Elton John's, those sort of things. You know, you're paying double, triple to sit close to that. And for me, you know, the music in this is so iconic. Tell you what I paid for share. I literally oh, say share was about five hundred. You know, but forty-two by fifty, forty-two by seventy-five is not. I like say it's not horrendous in the slightest. And to be honest, eighty-four pounds to sit right near the front is still, by today's standards of what you pay for a live event, is not at all horrendous. And you have to take into consideration with this one as well. Is whereas 
you know, I'm not that I'm dissing anybody in the Broadway hits. You know, they're not the original cast who sang Aladdin, who sang in this, who sang in that. And with regards to Pixar, the, it's the music being recreated by an orchestra that was played. This is being done by the original voice cast. Danny Elfman, Ken Page, Catherine O'Hara. Not somebody pretending to be Jack Skellington or, or Sally. The actual voices of it. I can't, you know, just amazing. Gonna be so fanboy good. going on. I am, I am properly going fanboy now, yeah. I really am, because I love Night Before Christmas. Have um, you bought your tickets? Have you, have you got No, one? not yet. I need to get it. I need to get my tickets. I have not done it yet. I need to decide what day I'm going. I need to sort it out. But um, mm. genuinely, Quick like... disclaimer, we are not sponsored. No, we're not. Genuinely not. No, this is we're genuinely not sponsored by anybody. This was it, it was it certainly dawned on me just how many live Disney concerts were going on this year, and I was like, we, you know, obviously we're based in the UK. We like to tell everybody about what's going on in the UK, uh, and you know, I saw these three, and I was like, this looks amazing. That we haven't even mentioned the um, the Marvel attraction that's currently going on in the Excel in London, um, which is this interactive exhibition that's going on. I don't know whether anybody knows about that or has heard about it. Yeah, I've seen. A few people tweeting about that, but I haven't actually seen what it. Yeah, it's just Marvel's Avengers Station. That's all I really know about it. I don't know a massive amount about it other than that. Other than it's this interactive exhibition that's currently going on in uh, over in um, the Excel. It's there until the end of March, I believe. I tried to find out a little more about it, but I don't know a huge amount. It seems there was a lot of it they've kept well under wraps. Uh, but this doesn't include the, the usual staples that are kind of going around the UK as they do every year. We've, we've still got Disney on Ice coming back again, uh, as we do every year. Uh, we've got Marvel Live coming back again. Uh, we've got, obviously, Aladdin's currently on. We've got The Lion King on. Uh, we've got a Mary Poppins Ooh, coming Mary Poppins. in to yeah, take over from Poppins Aladdin as well. Aladdin. Um, so we've got so much stuff going on at the moment. Um yeah, it's just mad just how much stuff that's going on with Disney and live shows and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And long may continue, I tell you, I'm not going to complain about what it is. The uh, I didn't get to see Marvel Universe live last time, unfortunately. Uh, I heard mixed reviews about it, um, but that's returning towards sort of September to December time. Uh, it's doing, a, I think it's an eight or a nine date tour around the UK. Um, and then you've got... Is it is it a new Disney on Ice this year or? Uh, I, I think it's like Dream Big or something like Don't that. Uh, here we go. Wonderful world, wonderful world of Disney on Ice. So we've got Snow White, Aladdin, Tangled are all in there. Uh, so yeah, I'm really good year this year for live performance for Disney. But uh, do make sure if you are going to any of those, you get your tickets or ASAP because genuinely that is going to sell out right then that's it for today isn't it i think we've covered absolutely everything we wanted to cover mm -hmm. time for this yeah it is so uh, hopefully we'll have our crew back we will have one more show for 2018 that'll be in a couple of weeks time after everyone's opened their christmas presents eating far too much turkey um <laughs> attempted not to kill myself skiing um and all those bits and pieces i'll, I'll um, be in cuba yeah john's gonna be in cuba <laughs> showing Ooh. off whatever you know what? be... i've told people in work i'm going to cuba well, do you know what? I got exactly the same thing where they were like, Where are you going for your honeymoon? It's like, I'm going skiing in Bulgaria. What? You're not going to Disney? It's like, No, 
Not this time. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, I'm going back in February, so don't worry. Um, yes, I do go to other places as well. So you'll be in 23 degrees in Cuba, and I'm going to be in minus 23 degrees at the top of a mountain. <laughs> Could it be any different? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you once again for joining us. Thank you, Susan. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. And have a good Merry Christmas. Yes, a good Merry Christmas. Thank you, John. He's, Thank you very much. He is and still. Everybody have a lovely Christmas. Of course, if you want to contact us while we're not here, then you can contact us radio at disneybrit.com. You can also head over to disneybrit.com to get all of the old shows. You can go to Twitter at disneybrit, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram at disneybrit as well, and uh, facebook.com forward slash disneybrit podcast. You can also go to the usual podcast places such as iTunes, etc., and you can go to Podbean to find our show as well. Uh, but loads and loads of opportunities to see all of that of course uh if you've got any comments questions or suggestions please send them over we do appreciate them we do read them we do uh respond to them whether that be on facebook messenger whether that by email or however it is that you wish to send it then we will get back to you uh we promise but we'll be back in a couple of weeks time for the last show of 2018 we hope you have a fantastic christmas and uh, we will speak to you in a couple of weeks time until then we'll see you Thank you, Night Before Christmas in concert.